welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Ariel, and me, Raylene. Should we say Mrs. Raylene? Are you good if you wanted to. Somebody called me <laughs> Mrs. Rubin on a Patreon post recently, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Just call me Mrs. Rubin, everyone. Yeah. Well, Raylene, for the last four days, you've been a married woman. I know. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I love it. It is crazy. It's so much fun. Anytime I see Kyle, I'm like, hello, husband. And he's like, You've got to do it. <laughs> You've got to lean in. Yeah. I feel like that is really, really fun. No, I feel like that was probably fun in the 1200s. And it's probably <laughs> fun. It's going to be fun for the rest of time. I think it's so. It's such a big change. Yeah, it's funny because it's like our lives haven't changed at all, but it feels different <laughs> yeah. in a weird way where it's like we're yeah. married now. Like it's really, really official. You're really stuck with me now. <laughs> That's what I said. We're writing each other down on our taxes, baby. Exactly. It's real. It's really real. Um, well, so today's episode is, is going to be super fun, I think, because we're going to A... And most importantly, chat about the wedding, mm-hmm. about the trip that you did after, kind of before and after. Um, yeah. And I haven't even, guys, I haven't heard the stories yet. I know, so. like some things happened that I'm like, ooh, I could tell Ariel about this or I could just wait to hear her live reaction on the pod. On the pod, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have to, we're doing it live, um, but we're also going to do a bit of a book haul, update you on our reading, and I've got some book news to go over. So... It's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's start where the juice is. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Let's start with the juice. <laughs> Ariel still uh, loves saying juicy. So I still we're still not juice. past it. No, we're stuck there. <laughs> um, how, how'd it go? Take me on the journey. Okay, I'm going to take you on a journey day by day, my whole week. Please. Um, That's exactly what I want. So let me take you back to, well, first of all, the week before last. Take you back to 1994, where it all began. (laughs) So this is, yeah, this is my tale. This is my story, and it's all important. It all ties together. Um, (laughs) No, I'll take you back to the beginning of August, because that's when I started my new job. So that's kind of another update. Yes. I worked for four days and then went on vacation to get married um but so far the job is really great like i mentioned before it's really close so i'm able to walk there and the days have just been really nice so far like i haven't really started working so much yet it's mostly i'm still kind of training and like getting into the groove of how this office works and everything which i'm loving and i'm so excited to jump back in tomorrow um so the job is going great but then friday night um, I finished work, whatever, you know, go go home, start packing. And I start to feel a little tickling in my throat. Ugh. My nose is yeah. starting to feel a little stuffy. And I was like, no, mm. no, 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 no. <laughs> this can't be happening. And so I chugged some cough medicine. And I was like, maybe it'll just go away. <laughs> maybe it'll all be fine. I wake up Saturday morning, which is the day we are dry- going on a little mini road trip. And I feel yeah. like actual death. Like, mm. I felt so terrible i was like what if i just stayed in bed all day today and we started the trip tomorrow and kyle was like no 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 we can't do that like do you think you'll be okay and i just i felt like a zero out of ten and then i just you know chugged some more cough syrup and it's like this magical cough syrup i don't remember what it's called but it's very very delicious and herbal and (laughs) it it cured me honestly like i'm still sick you could probably still hear it a little in my voice but it's just not letting go of me but i'm doing much better now but anyways so Saturday is the day we are going to go meet up with Kyle's parents. Um, they live in a nice little kind of 
lakeside place and so we were like you know what let's go visit with them for a few days before we all drive out to the f to the destination of the wedding and so we go do a little glamping but of course i'm sick and so it's like not as fun as it could have been but yeah. I, we spent lots of time like you know floating around on the lake and watching movies uh watch some spy kids to watch some sky high you know <laughs> just the dvds that happened to be in the trailer so <laughs> so it was a, like a sick and unfortunate but nice couple of days yeah. And then on the Tuesday is when our real journey began. So right. the first part of the first leg of the journey was a four hour drive to get to Kyle's parents place. So that was a nice little mini road trip. Then on the Tuesday is when the real road trip begins. We have to drive oh, yeah, for maybe. nine hours and that's like nine hours yep. driving time. If you take any yep. breaks, that doesn't count. So we get up at 530 in the morning, blast off, drive, 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 drive. And the drive was pretty nice. Um, there was so much stretch. construction, though, which was yeah. not so fun. There were a lot of moments where we were like, all right, here, we're coming to a stop. It's all good. It's no big deal. Um, and, you know, 10 or whatever hours later, we arrive in Calgary. So wait, wait was, was the construction stuff on the mountain passes? Yes. Okay. Oh, also, so we saw a mountain goat while we were driving, which was really fun. Inc you have to. Otherwise, you're not actually in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see a mountain goat. There's so many I signs wonder... that say, like, watch out for mountain goats, and I've never seen one. But in this time, when we were oh, stuck yeah. in the construction line, Kyle was like, look over there. And I looked over <gasps> to the right, and there was just a mountain goat just ah! hanging out right there. And a That's couple of hours later, when my mom and brother drove through the same area, I was like, did you guys see that mountain goat? And my brother was like... Are you sure that goat was real because it wasn't moving and it was like still in the same spot? It was definitely real. I saw it, it was move. definitely real. Yeah. I wonder if they're just like fixing and prepping the roads for winter. It's like, possible. But there were the also time. some chaotic moments over the past um, year when the flooding happened. So yeah, I don't know so if these. Yeah, I think there was definitely a lot of that happening. Because we noticed also like on the way back a couple of days ago when we were on our way back, there was even more construction. Like the, we took a different path mm. to get home. And there were so many like you could see just where the floods had kind of dragged trees down. And like mm -hmm. you could see that the water level had been super high and has now gone down and stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the flood's definitely a big part of it, but who knows? Prepping well, for winter is also possible. But, yeah, so on the Tuesday, it was a big, long drive. We got up at 5.30, and then we drove for, like, 10 hours, and we arrived in Calgary. So, so tired, but we all made it, which was great, because basically everyone that came, there was me and Kyle, obviously, and then my mom, my brother, Kyle's parents, and Kyle's sister. So it was, like, mm -hmm. pretty tight group, but there were seven of us, so it was hard to get tables at places but that's oh it really is that's yeah. that's a, it's not good it was not good have you have you been to calgary before um yeah so i actually have cousins that live in calgary so as a kid oh, okay. we would go out to visit them every now and then yeah, so i've yeah. been to calgary but not really like and not in a yes. long time it's probably been like a decade since i was last and in not calgary. as an adult exactly like, who can yeah, explore yeah, totally. and drive and make my own decisions and yeah. things so <laughs> i have to say i loved calgary like i yeah. really really loved it as a city there was lots of fun stuff to do there which brings me into our wednesday adventure we went to the calgary zoo important and oh my god essential it was so <laughs> incredible like oh, i wow, i didn't think awesome. i could love a zoo as much as i love the calgary zoo but i'm like this place was incredible weirdly it has a whole area that's for uh like prehistoric animals so there's like all these dinosaur statues and things which is really strange but fun 
It was definitely yeah. fun. It's because it's good for Alberta the kids. has. Have you been to Drumheller before? Yeah. Yeah. I forget if we've talked about it. Yeah. So for people that might not know, Alberta has a, a really big dinosaur situation mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> big dinosaur <laughs> Dino scene, scene over in Alberta. Um, I think it's it has something to do with the fact that like large stretches of Alberta were and are desert. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of dinosaur like fossils and stuff there and so there's some really amazing dinosaur museums in alberta yes. so i guess they're like leaning into it at the zoo big well. time it was pretty crazy yeah. um oh but speaking of animals i forgot to mention when we arrived at the airport we like parked and then kyle goes oh my god look there's a bunny and i was like a bunny and so i run over to where he was and see the largest rabbit animal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I was like, that is not a bunny. And I was like, I like waved Kyle's mom over. I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, that's a jackrabbit. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I had never They're seen so such tall. a thing. He had long legs and he was huge and yeah. he just hung out. He wasn't scared of us at all. Like we were unpacking our bags and stuff and he was just munching away at some grass. <laughs> but yeah, so the jackrabbit was a very cool entry into the animal life of Calgary. Going into the hell zoo yeah. was so much fun i loved the meerkats like they were my Mm. absolute favorite part of the whole thing although the first thing we saw was the penguins when you go into the entrance (laughs) there's like some penguins that are hanging out outside but then they have an indoor penguin area that's like vacuum sealed like to keep the temperature cold which felt really nice because it was really hot that day so we went in and just enjoyed the coolness and we enjoyed the penguins there was one penguin kind of standing like aggressively near the front just staring at all of us and um but then another, there was another penguin that splashed us as well, which was very fun. It was, That's it awesome. was hilarious. So anyway, love the penguins, love the meerkats. And um, something else cool about the Calgary Zoo, though, is they have this area called Land of Lemurs. And I was like, we have got to go check that out. <laughs> that sounds too good to pass up. So we went into Land of Lemurs and basically they have this area where you can walk like amongst the lemur area Mm. and there are six lemurs that were just kind of hanging out on branches and as soon as we went down into this area they started walking around and so obviously everybody has to like stand still to not frighten the lemurs but it was so cool like there was lemurs walking around me and it was magical saw snow leopard saw a red panda they got a lot of giraffe i saw some really great giraffes it's true god i love giraffes yeah <laughs> so I really highly recommend that zoo if you want. Uh, it's it's like really well laid out, really large. They've got their animals kind of categorized into um, the continent almost, which is really cool. Like there's a oh, whole yeah. Asia section, there's a whole Africa section, there's a Canada section that was closed unfortunately when we went. Oh, so uh, it was sad, but I got to see all the other cool animals, and it just made me really happy. It was nice because. Thursday, the following day is when we were getting married and we had to get up really early. So we were like, let's just do something that'll tucker us right out. And so we spent like five or six hours just walking around this enormous zoo. And we were so, so tired. Yeah. And then the next day was the big day. Jeez. It was the wedding day and we had to... Here's the here's the whole situation. So we were staying in Calgary. <laughs> it, it really is a situation. It's quite the situation. Really. When we told our, we, we broke the news to Kyle's dad like the day before. We were like, oh, by the way, um, the location is actually two and a half hours away from where we're staying in Calgary. Um, and, yep. and you've got to be there at 830. <laughs> He's like, hmm, what? I'm like, oh, well, we already got you here. So you kind of have to do it now. Um, but the thing was, yeah. So it's basically we had to go out to Banff and then go an hour north of Banff like yeah. Banff proper to go to the the lakes that we went to so 
we went to two lakes for our wedding. One of them was just for the photos where we had to go for, we had to hike up a mountain in our suit and wedding dress and take a bunch of photos and then go back down to another lake for the ceremony. Um, so the lake where we took all of our photos is called Pato Lake. For anybody who mm. wants to look it up, it's the beautiful turquoise lake. Um, I did post some pictures on my Instagram and those are just like the yeah. kind of preview photos we got like we took yeah. so many photos we're gonna get them in eight weeks like within eight weeks from our oh, from wow, our date wild, so yeah. it's so it's a little while and now we're just waiting for them so i'm gonna have many more photos to come those were just kind of like the teaser trailer of photos um it's nice that they do that though i know right people they must know that people want to post the day of basically well and it was especially exciting because they said it'll be two or three days from now that we'll get you these like the little preview of photos they had them to us by the end of the day and we were like yeah. oh my god so i was yeah it was a really really nice situation but anyway so for us we had to get up even earlier because we needed to drive two and a half hours and we needed to be at the first lake for 6 a.m because we wanted to catch the sunrise and so, you had to like do makeup and uh-huh uh-huh so we were up and out of bed at like 2 15 in the morning Oh my got God. maybe two or three hours of sleep because who yeah. can fall asleep at 7 p.m.? It didn't work. We, no. we tried, but it did not work. <laughs> and this is also Alberta is an hour ahead of B.C. So yeah. we were on Alberta time, but just barely. So it felt like we were waking up at 1.30 in the morning and we were so tired. And I got up. I'm like, OK, do your hair, do your makeup. All right. We're all good. Let's go. And then we drive for two and a half hours, which was honestly kind of scary. I don't like driving in the pitch black because um, I don't have great mm. eyesight and it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, but Especially I was like, on mountains. yeah, and I was like, let's go. So we're driving and it's pitch black because obviously the sun hasn't come up yet. And I was like, I don't know why I didn't think about that. I didn't think that it would be this dark, even though obviously it would be. But as we got closer to the mountain, it got a little bit lighter and it was just long, windy roads and it was really nice. So then we get up there, we take all of our photos photos and then we went down the mountain and we went to another lake and met up with our families and we got married <laughs> you had your officiant we had our officiant there and it was kind of funny when we showed up the photographers were like okay so at this lake there's a couple of spots we could use we could either use a little spot by the actual lake itself for the ceremony or we can go into this field of wildflowers and i was like are you kidding me we're mm -hmm. obviously going to do the wildflowers. That yeah. is beautiful. And yeah. so we went over and tromped down into this little field and we got married and it was so beautiful. And <laughs> I had to try so hard not to just cry my eyes out. But it was, yeah, Kyle was afterwards, he was like, I could see you were trying so hard not to cry. Like my lip was just <laughs> quivering. And so then he was trying not to cry. And it was like, it was just so beautiful. It was like, I'm not usually that emotional of a person, but hearing those beautiful words and <laughs> oh but also the really funny thing though was during the ceremony when we were doing the whole i do thing yeah i'm like i was losing my voice at this point oh right because you're cold i might yeah. have a cold like it had mostly gone away by this day but i still have like phlegm in my throat and so when i went to go say i do it came out like i do it was like a, a creepy <laughs> whisper and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> So it was pretty hilarious. I'm like, of course I was sick for this day. Like it, and Kyle started to get sick as well. So like both of us yeah, are a little flummy now, which is not so nice. But yeah, it all went beautifully. The weather was fantastic for the day. Thank the God. photographers were amazing. Everything was amazing. And then we went and had a beautiful brunch in Banff. 
and mm. um i bought a hat yeah did you get to see bench uh Banff proper very much um a little bit yeah like we on the way back because we obviously after we left the mountains it was like an hour away to get to back to Banff, but we were like we need yeah. to get breakfast so we stopped yeah. in Banff, which was so cute it's like this beautiful mountainside like you almost feel it feels a little like european almost where you're like ooh, yeah totally. am i like in it the swiss alps like, a, like what is this like a ski resort yeah because it's well because it sort of is a ski yeah it's kind of like whistler from what i hear i've actually never been to whistler which is funny because it's closer oh, yeah. to banff than um <laughs> closer to me than banff um yeah but yeah i've here it's kind of that same vibe yeah kind of ski village is a good way to put it and they've yeah. got just like tons of shops and um there was a starbucks so we got a starbucks we really needed that but we went to this um like breakfast and kind of cajun restaurant and got mountains of food and then we went back and then by the time we made it back to the hotel it was like 2 p.m and we just went straight to sleep <laughs> oh i'm glad that's awesome we were like um we'll get dinner around 5 36 o'clock we'll we'll see you guys then because like yeah. we were so tired <laughs> driving I back really I, I felt like i was gonna fall asleep driving back but yeah. We all made it back okay, had a beautiful dinner, ate delicious risotto. Oh my good lord. There was so much good food this past week. It was such That's a luxury really to just eat good food and not have to do dishes. And now that I'm back, I'm like, hmm. I miss the luxurious hotel life where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, then what did we do on Friday? What did we do on Friday? Oh, yeah, we went to a flight museum because... Um, oh, yeah, the aviation yeah, museum. Yeah, there's an aviation museum there, which was actually really cool. So we went there, walked around for a little bit. And because basically we made a deal, like, on Friday, we really wanted to just relax and kind of not do anything too strenuous because we were going to be driving back home the following day. And the day before was really tiring. So we're like, let's just relax. And so what I really wanted to do was go to a bookstore. Um, yeah. But in order to go to a bookstore, I have to compromise a little bit and like, you know, give a little so that I can get a little. And so we were with my mom and my brother at the <laughs> time. Too. That's marriage. That's marriage for you. And so I was like, okay, I really want to go to a bookstore. What is there around here that maybe Kyle and my brother would want to do so that I'm right. not boring them with the bookstore. So we went to the, the aviation or the flight museum for that. So we, we did that. And then we went to a bookstore. So oh, I do have good. a little bit of a book haul. Um, Cause I was like, you know what? When, when in Rome, you know, when you're on vacation, <laughs> you just, I just got married. Like these are my wedding books, which is actually really funny when you see what I bought. It's like the strangest, most unromantic. It's be like horror or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a certain mood now and it's, um, not a wedding mood at all not a contemporary romance mood at all it's like i love that imagine horror. it's like i i got married and suddenly all i wanted to read was horror and, and thriller <laughs> fiction i feel really scared all the time i'm just so <laughs> scared one of the books is a horror that actually has to do with a wedding though which i thought was funny so i had oh, i had cool. to buy it yeah, um, to so yes yeah, so we just had like a relaxing day after we got back from the bookstore we went for a swim at our hotel although the oh, pool nice. was clearly meant for children because it didn't go yeah. deeper than four feet <laughs> classic but there was a water slide so i got to feel like a kid <gasps> so fun. it was so fun so we swam around and then we just had a relaxing evening of watching tv at the hotel which is funny because we don't have cable we've never had cable and so it's funny to Isn't be at a it? hotel and be like let's just watch american ninja warrior and like we yeah. were just watching like hgtv and i was like this is it's the actually life. so fun because me and cj go to hotels occasionally yeah. and we're both like excited to watch tv because yeah. it's so it's different. different from watching tv at home however 
Is it not actually shocking how many commercials there are? Oh, yeah. It, it's actually crazy and I like forgot about it's it. Crazy. But it was also kind of beautiful because every time there was a commercial, we were like, okay, let's go grab, some, grab a snack. Like, and it reminded me of being a kid <laughs> yeah. where you're like, you have to yeah. do your activity within the commercial because there's no pausing. Like and yes. the commercials are yes. a waste of time. So you have to find something to do during the commercial. So we're like, yeah, all right, go heat so up the food. True. Okay, you go grab the drinks. Okay, <laughs> so it was so fun. Like, I really enjoy staying in hotels and it was really it was a lovely night so we just spent hours watching tv which felt that so good because we hadn't had a chance to decompress just at chill. all like every yeah. single day was like let's drive for 10 hours okay now let's go walk around for eight hours now let's yeah, go really get married intense. like there was just so much driving and it all happened within a span of like four days so yeah it was that was a lot it was so much i'm still recovering like the night before last i slept for 11 hours and then last night i think i slept for nine and a half and i still don't yeah. feel fully recovered well i was gonna say and on top of that you had a cold and on yeah. top of that there's even when people say there isn't there's so much emotion attached to all of it oh, totally. and that's exhausting yeah so like there's just so many th reasons why i totally get like after a wedding people just collapsing oh absolutely so yeah we just flopped and then on saturday we drove all the way home although <laughs> there's a, there's another added part to the story and then the story will be done so everything <laughs> was going great you know we we're driving home time's flying you know it's been six or seven hours and everything went great we stop in a little town to you know gas up get some food use the washroom or whatever we're like, okay, yeah. we're two hours away from home. We're so close. Let's get in the car and do this. We've been on the highway for maybe two minutes, and I hear this big, no. loud sound come from my car. No. And I was like, okay, first thought was, did one of my tires just blow up? But it didn't yeah. feel like my tire had blown up. Like, my car was still driving fine. It wasn't okay. wobbly. I have sensors in my tires, so it would have been screaming at me if something had happened. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't a tire. Then what the hell was that? So we're like, okay, let's get off. Let's get off the highway. This is terrible. So we get off the highway, and <laughs> Kyle's like, just stay in the car. I'll go, I'll go have a quick look and see what it was. And then I just see his face, and he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, what happened? So basically... There's like a little piece on the front of my bumper that's just like this little piece that just kind of flew off. And okay. I still have it because it stayed partially attached, but it was dragging on the ground. And oh, okay. it like pulled down the, there's like a little, I don't know car terms, but the, basically the front <laughs> lower part of my car was just kind of down and the wind was blasting it. So it was dragging along the ground, getting ground away. Terrible, oh, terrible, okay. terrible. So we're like, I can't drive it like this because something will just be right. dragging on the ground the whole way home. Like, that's not going to work. So Kyle, like, yeah. ripped off one piece of it, but then another piece, if we had a screwdriver, if I had a car with, you know, good things in it, it would have been easy to fix. But <laughs> since we didn't, I was like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Great. I was so lucky. I had twine in my car because we used it to tie up my bouquet my mom and i built my bouquet at the hotel thank god because i had all this fucking twine and kyle was trying to tie up the front of my car but the twine was breaking so i was like okay give me more twine i'm gonna braid it and so i'm sitting on the side of the street braiding twine and then i'm giving it to kyle and he's like tying up my car so my car right now looks like it has stitches on the front of it like i'll send you a picture ariel because it's just so insane but 
my car now. I'm going to go take it to a body shop like this afternoon. Um, but yeah. they've been closed all weekend. That was the other thing. I'm like, let's just take it straight to a body shop. Nobody's open. It's Saturday in the evening. Nobody's open. So right. my car is just a little bit sad right now. And luckily it held all the way home. I didn't think the twine was going to hold. So but funny. the twine did the job. It was just... It was all very crazy. I I feel like that's the name of your memoir. (laughs) Braiding twine. (laughs) That's what got me home, man. The twine really (laughs) saved my life. That's the tagline. Braiding twine. That's what got me home. (laughs) (laughs) That's really beautiful. Wow. So yeah. And then yesterday, as of this recording, yesterday was Sunday. So we just laid around, watched movies, um, did laundry and... Now I'm, you know, back to normal life. Tomorrow I'm going back to work. So it was a whirlwind. Really crazy week. That is one of, it is what you're, it is interesting to me what you're saying. Like nothing really changes when you get married. Yeah. I think you and I were talking about this like previously. And I mean like 80 years ago, 100 years ago, everything changed when you got mm-hmm. married right like it was like you were probably moving in with your spouse for the first and time. moving away from your family for the first time moving too. away from your family for the first time maybe moving to a new town or a new area like all of these things were changing maybe your profession was changing like because like maybe you'd have to not work anymore yeah. or or whatever um and also like you're now thinking about different things you're like well now children are coming yeah right because of these expectations but i'm like now everyone dates for a few years they live together like it would be crazy to marry someone before you've lived with them yeah now that right so it's sort of like yeah so now we're at this point where it's like yeah getting married is obviously still extremely exciting and a big deal but it's also like sort of instantly over you're like okay well that was fun yeah like the logistics of my life don't change at all like we just came back home and now we continue to live our lives as we were yeah. before. <laughs> but now I have this nice ring. <laughs> yes, now you have a fancy ring. Yeah. Um, and also the stress of it is over now. That's nice. Exactly. I feel so free now. Like, it's funny because even though I had a very low-key... Like, it, it wasn't low-key. My wedding was kind of crazy in that we did a ton of driving. And, you know, it was very grand yeah. in its own way. It's funny because Raylene was like, I'm going to elope because I don't want it to be a fuss. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then she's like, yeah, we're going to have to drive about 10 hours <laughs> on mountains. And I'm like, doesn't sound that fussy or, like, not fussy anymore. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly that. Like, we chose this this route for something that would be less expensive and less stress and it was definitely both of those things but that doesn't mean it was cheap or stress-free by any means like it still cost a buttload of money um but we're gonna have such beautiful photos and beautiful memories and like just i have such fond memories of this the week already like the whole week itself like Mm. having our whole family there and it was just really nice so yeah really nice didn't feel like a vacation. I got a week off, but it didn't feel like a vacation at all. That's so, so true. So I'm really looking forward to Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Christmas. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it does feel... I, <laughs> that's I don't the next know why thing. that cracked me up. The way you said it, I think. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited just to like read again and to like have the free time to kind of watch movies and stuff. Because even though it wasn't as much planning as a normal wedding, it was still a lot of like, now I have to do this. I have to go buy these things and I have to make a list so I don't forget anything important and it just took up a lot of my brain power and so I was like not reading at all and now I'm so excited to watch tv and read books and play video games yeah it makes sense it's kind of 
I don't know. It's just that thing where you're like on the other side of this big event. Mm-hmm. You're like you're. It's it's that thing where you're obviously looking forward to the event. Yeah. But you're also looking forward to the event being done. Oh, hundred like, percent. I can't wait for the day. It's gonna be great. But I'm almost equally as excited for it all to be done and life to be normal again. Oh, absolutely. So many people the week before, or like last week or whatever, people were asking me, "Are you excited?" And my answer every single time was. I'm excited for it to be done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to one, be married and for the wedding to be over. Like I'm looking forward to it just because I knew it was going to be so much. And also like taking photos for like two hours. It was like, yeah, it was just about two hours where it was just us, you know, having to look like the most in love people of all time for two hours (laughs) while people take photos of us, you know, and we're not, we don't like we don't like taking photos of ourselves to begin with so it's like that was something that i'm like all right we just have to get past this it'll be worth it in the end but yeah my god was it awkward (laughs) Mm, that's interesting it worked out yeah it was just funny because a lot of the poses the photographers would be like okay so get really close put your foreheads together and just kind of like gaze into each other's eyes but when you're that close to a person their eyes become one eye you know what i mean and like it's so we just looked stupid like we looked hilarious and weird and we were just like holding that for like a couple of minutes and it's like this it looks beautiful in the photos but it's so awkward to actually execute so yeah i was happy as soon as the photos (laughs) i don't know if you were doing it right raylene yeah uh yeah really we, kyle became a lizard in my eye he he, he just looked <laughs> silly and wrong but it was fun it was lots of fun but i was happy as soon as it was over and we're like okay we can just go do the ceremony now Woo! how long did the actual ceremony take um it was like 15 minutes maybe yeah 10, i was guessing 15 it was minutes. Be pretty short pretty quick yeah, yeah like the officiant kind of like did a little speech that was like a few minutes long and then we went into like the vows and the ring exchange and everything and then we took a bunch of photos with our families and mm-hmm. then we were all done so it was it was Here's over a question. before 10 a.m yeah you obviously had to get your marriage license beforehand mm-hmm. the day before or something and so is that when you're actually married or does it not kick in until you've both said i do like is it is it contingent on you saying I do for it to qualify I think as valid? So I think you have to say I do. And there's an adi- like you have to sign the marriage license with the officiant and the witnesses and everything. At the ceremony. Yeah. So we that's uh, yeah, that's gotcha. another thing we did on Wednesday before we went to the zoo. We went and went to a registry office. And before we went to the zoo, <laughs> <laughs> we had a very fun filled day. OK, we went to the registry Packed office, schedule. got our marriage license, which took a little while just because we got there. We had to wait in line and then they gave us a form and then we had to fill out the form and then we had to wait again. And then we yeah, so it was a whole process but once we got it it was all good we brought it up to the mountain with us and um yeah and then we all just we did all the vows we said i do and then we signed the marriage license and then we got a marriage statement that kind of shows like these were your witnesses this was the day you were married blah 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 and the officiant like submitted something to right somewhere and now we're just waiting to for our province? marriage certificate to show up and so then once i get the marriage uh, certificate gotcha. i can use that to legally change my name and everything so technically my name hasn't changed yet um oh you're still my best friend. i'm Brady still a may yeah <laughs> for now until i can actually change it but yeah like we are now legally married but my name is still mm-hmm. the same it's kind of a okay gotcha. crazy whole system i know it doesn't feel like i'm married you know because it's like i don't have that certificate yet so it feels kind of right, like I am gotcha. i really married i don't know <laughs> right it's sort uh i it's sort of like 
Like when you get your driver's license, you actually have a paper yeah, version exactly. for a few weeks before you get mailed your beautiful card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It feels slightly unofficial. It's like, hmm, is this yeah, you're right? Like, this is, I could, <laughs> I could lose this paper. Uh, <laughs> this is not legit. Wow. Okay, here's a really random question yes, for you. Um, this is Raylene. I was about to say, really did something that was a first between us, like neither of us. And I was like, it's not get married, although you also yeah. have done that. Yeah. <laughs> you are the only one of us to have um, attempted marriage, <laughs> but you're the also the only one of us who has attempted acrylic nails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to talk about my nails. God, I know there's so many things happened in the past week. I can't even remember all of them. Yeah. I have acrylic nails right now and it feels, hold on, let me do the ASMR for you. Ooh. That's me rubbing my nails together. I've been doing that a lot lately because it feels really cool. Um, Can you like tap them? Like hold up your phone to it mm. and like tap. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a certain sensation and uh, sound to them. Hello, Simon. Um, How are you feeling about that? I mean, I honestly, here's the thing. I think they look really cool. I love the feeling of so having pretty. long nails. Like I like the way they make my hands look. Um, yeah. But logistically, it is a little bit of a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I like haven't tried, I haven't sat down at a keyboard uh, in a week, but just today, sitting down to record, I was like, ooh, let me try typing some things. And it's like, I can still do it, but it's a little awkward. And um, mm-hmm. like, certain things like opening cans, I can't really do it. So I'm like, Kyle, can yeah. you open this for me? So having <laughs> having nails like this kind of is fun because you can get people to do stuff for you. But Oh, well, husband. Oh, husband. <laughs> I have another can. Help. <laughs> But yeah, so I like having them, but I don't know if I'll ever do it again just because, one, it's expensive. I mean, I may do it again, like for special occasions and things, but I can't imagine myself keeping them up um, because that's an expensive hobby. And I don't know if I like them enough to want to have them 24-7. Yeah, like I would rather spend a little bit extra to get them put on, you know, once or twice a year, depending on the occasion, rather than spending like $40 every month or something like that just to me. I can't justify that cost, especially because I don't love having them. Right. Um, but the polish Very, that I got look is beautiful. really cool. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's this light blue color, but they actually glow in the dark. Because the um, no the the man at the at the salon convinced me. He was like, "Ooh!" Like I chose a color, and he was like, "Would you like to try glow in the dark instead?" And I was like, "What the hell? It's my mm. wedding. I'll do that." But. Every night I would forget that my nails glowed in the dark until we turned all the lights off and it was like, ah, <laughs> my nails are really glowing in the dark right now. Um, what a, I, I love that he was somehow able to sell you on that obscure feature. I know. And I feel like I've had moments like that at salons before where they're like, oh, do you want to try this special thing? And I'm like, no, I don't need something special. But glow in the dark was pretty cool. And it was funny. At one point while he was doing my nails, he asked me if I was scared like of the glow in the dark. And I said, no. But then when it was dark and I was I, I was alone in my hotel room for a moment, yeah, it actually did scare me a little. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out. Beware of that if you're going to try glow in the dark nails. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I find that really fascinating because there are people who have acrylics and they just like re-up them every month. Mm-hmm. And it's just like part of their life. It's just Totally. Like and I can actually imagine like, because right now I have like tips put on them so that my nails would be longer because I wanted them to be all long and elegant looking. But yeah. as my nails grow, I can imagine myself just having my natural nails where they just put acrylic on it to like strength to make it, you know, more right. hard. And yes. yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see that being a thing for sure. And then maybe they wouldn't be quite so long. I just wanted them to be a little extra long and 
my nails were Fancy. breaking right beforehand so they were yeah, they're yeah. mostly short but i could yeah i could see potentially one day maybe when i'm rich i will do that where because i like one i love because <laughs> i love I having painted stuff. nails i love having like yeah. aesthetically pleasing nails and i try and do them myself but it never lasts that long they chip no. your nails break yeah. whatever and so i really enjoy the aesthetic of how they are right now and i've had these for a full week now i got them done a week mm. ago and they still look amazing feel amazing i've smacked my hands on things and they haven't broken which feels really nice because i've got a big problem with that that's the real test the table smack <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm always doing that i'm chaotic and clumsy but yeah so for now i really like it but i don't know how to get it off either so that'll be really fun i'll have to probably go to the salon and say get this off of me <laughs> when they get too long so i'm a little nervous that's so about interesting that, yeah no that was a fun question well, i'm glad you mentioned it <laughs> Yeah, just because it was one of the of the millions of little details that were happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I've never had acrylic nails before. So I'm like very curious. And I knew you hadn't either. Mm -hmm. So I was like curious to see how that went. Um, the other logistical question <laughs> I wanted to ask. Uh -huh. Actually, I have two. Number one, how did your curls hold? Oh, God. Okay, so this is something that really made me nervous leading up to the day because I got my I remember we kind of we semi practiced we practiced a little there. yeah because I got my haircut just shortly before you came to visit me yeah. and so the whole curling my hair situation was a little bit different and a little bit new I, I usually curl my hair with a flat iron but my hair was a little right. bit too short to like successfully mm -hmm. do that with the size mm -hmm. of iron that I have so I was like oh god I gotta try something new so I was using this curling wand and it didn't really want to hold the curls that much even with like i put hairspray in it but it would always just end up becoming straight again like i have very yeah. straight hair and so i was like what am i going to do so what i ended up doing is i got this like beach spray that like you sprayed into your hair and it's got kind of like a saltiness to it so it kind of adds crunch to your hair which sounds really gross but my hair needed that because my hair is slippery it needed the crunch i needed the crunch and so i just sprayed a whole bunch of that into my hair before i curled it and then I curled it really intensely so that like my hair was really big, really poodly. And then I said, yeah. Kyle, spray as much hairspray on my head as you can. And so yeah. I just like covered my face and he just sprayed like way more hairspray than I would ever usually use. And then I kind of just yeah. like fluffed out the curls and I was like, now I'm not going to touch it. And yes. so, yeah, because then we drove for two and a half hours, hiked up a mountain. I know. And so much I was like, I didn't have a mirror, so I didn't know what I looked like. I just kept asking Kyle, I was like, does my hair still look good? Like tell me true yeah. like does it look okay and he's like tell hair me true yeah <laughs> and he was like yeah your hair looks great you look like but i kept asking because i was so scared my hair was flat and like right but it seemed to hold out because in all the pictures my hair looks nice so i was like you know yeah what? in the photos it looked good the so answer I was wondering what the technique yeah was. beach crunch spray and then lots of hairspray that is my answer to you <laughs> okay here's my final logistical question mm. I remember asking you about this before the wedding and you weren't really sure how it was going to go down, uh -huh. but now obviously you'll know. Yeah. So what was the order in or like how slash when did you get dressed? Like, <laughs> you, were you wearing your dress in the car for the two and a half hour drive? I'm assuming no. no was God. Kyle wearing his suit? Okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm wondering what, when, when did clothes come on and this off? This is actually kind of, yeah, on and off is actually a fun part of the story. Um, okay. So thank you for asking. I'm so glad. So driving up, Kyle was wearing a full suit. Okay. I drove 
um, because it okay. was my car and my car is a little bit too small for him. So I was like, you know what? I, I'll be the driver. That's fine. And so I didn't wear the dress because one, I thought it would be a little too crazy. And also I already <laughs> kind of knew I was like, I'm going to get dressed there somewhere. I don't yeah. know where. Um, so Kyle's in a suit. I'm just wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And then we get there, we've got our backpacks and we're like, okay, let's, the, the, the photographers were kind of asking me like, do you want to get dressed here? You could kind of use the car or we can just hike up and you can get dressed in the open air of the mountain. And I was like, let's go open air of the mountain. I really don't care. Like it's, this doesn't matter. So let's just hike up. Yeah. So we hike up and when we finally found our spot, um, they were like, okay, everybody avert your eyes. She's getting dressed. And so then I just kind of got <laughs> dressed. One of the photographers did up, did up the back of my dress and then we began. Nice. And then, but for the, on the way back down, cause I was like, we're about to go straight to the ceremony, which was five minutes away by car. I was like, obviously I'm not going to get changed out of my dress for that. So we hike back down, carrying my dress, get in the oh, car okay. and drive there. And I'm really glad that I didn't drive wearing the dress before because it if anybody's seen the pictures you can maybe kind of tell but the top part is very like corset-y and like very tight yeah but it's got right. all these kind of like wire bits that to hold the shape and so sitting yes. down it was like stabbing into my back fat oh. and like did not feel good so I was like oh thank god this is a short drive and then yeah so we got there and it was funny because like the you know, skirt was like so big and poofy and I'm having to drive I while imagine. wearing this. So it was comical. And then we got there, did the ceremony. And as soon as the ceremony was done, I was like, I need to get out of this dress. And oh, so I was God. like, I just hopped into the car. I was like, everybody guard the car. I'm going to get changed. And then I ripped off the dress and got changed. And then I was like, okay, I feel good. But nobody else had changes of clothes with them. So oh. we went to Banff after for br brunch and everything. And oh, that's so funny. So everyone was formal. Everybody's for wearing you. fucking suits and like nice dresses. And I was wearing like a safari outfit. And <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's dad was like, you look like you're like our Banff guy. Yeah. I can actually picture this. I just wish you'd brought a whistle <laughs> or like, you know, like an umbrella that like tour guides use where they hold it up. And then they're like, follow me. <laughs> that was the vibe. And I was kind of like, I don't know where I'm going, but everybody was walking behind me because I had a little map to, showing us showing us where the restaurant was. But yeah, so that Do was you wish that you'd part. brought like a slightly, like a middle ground outfit? No. Or no, I'm like imagining you being very comfy and happy. I was very happy. And it was funny because when I was like, everyone, I need to get changed. Everyone was like, classic. That's so like you to just be like, I'm just going to jump in the car and change clothes right now. And I was like, yeah, I... I was uncomfortable and it needed to change and I was not going to walk but around also, Banff like, in a dress. So That's what I mean. You're not going to go to a Starbucks in a wedding gown. No. Like I'm sure other people would. Like I've definitely seen stuff like that before, but that is so not my vibe. I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't want any more attention than I have already yeah. gotten. And yeah. I, yeah, so I was so happy to be out of the dress, but I think everyone was a little bit confused by what was going on. They're like, who are all these people in suits why are these people wearing suits <laughs> and then there's her like i, I don't know maybe yeah, some people might have figured funny. it out but everyone looked very confused i love that that's i'm so so glad i'm just so glad that it all went smoothly yeah like even with the braiding twine i know it that's was at crazy. the end of the trip <laughs> that like all of the important stuff had already happened do you know well, what I that mean? was what i said i was like kyle let's just calculate really quick how much driving we've done before my car fell apart and it was like yeah, 25 exactly. hours like we had driven yeah, exactly. 25 hours of hard fast driving on the highway 
and it held together. And it was not until the last few moments that it decided to fall apart. I was like, you know what? I'm not mad about this at all. Yeah. Like, I'm totally fine with the way that this worked out. Yeah, because if it had happened at any other time, it could have been a disaster. It well, and I wouldn't like have had the problems. twine if it was when we were driving to Banff. <laughs> the twine was not in my car at that time. Exactly. So exactly. it worked out perfectly. That, it would have been a really big problem if it had happened any other moment. Yeah, I'm so glad it went well. I'm glad the weather was good. I'm glad everyone was able to get there. I'm just relieved, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh, whew. I know. There was, like, it, that was the thing, too. It's like, there's so many, like, logistical things that could go wrong. I'm like, what if somebody mm -hmm. gets lost? You know, what if somebody just slightly takes the wrong turn and then isn't there on time? Or, like, what if we right. get lost? What if uh, something happened? You know, like, there's so many things that could so could go wrong, and luckily none of yeah. them did. The weather was beautiful. Everybody arrived on time. Everything went smoothly. And it was good. That's awesome. Well, now it's time for the most important part. Yeah. What books did you buy? It's true. <laughs> let, me, let me dive in. Forget the wedding, man. <laughs> I know. I'm done with it. Now that I've talked about it, never have to think about it again lovely tell us about the books you got okay let me dig to the bottom of my pile here okay so like i mentioned we went to just one bookstore and it was incredible it was called pages mm. um or like pages books on Ken kensington i think was the full title of this place in calgary in the kensington area and it was new and used which was the reason i wanted to go there there was lots of other stores we could have gone to but it looked like they were mostly just new bookstores and i was like hmm Take me to a new and used bookstore. That's where you could find interesting things. So we went right. to the store called Pages and it was gorgeous in there. Like absolutely wow. beautiful. They had basically the whole like, they had three floors actually. I didn't even go to the top floor because it was like poetry and things I'm not interested in. But the main floor had <laughs> new fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, you know, cute little bookish items and stuff. And then the lower floor, the basement was where all the used books were. And it was just filled with used books. It was incredible. Um, but yes, as I mentioned before, I kind of just ended up getting a bunch of spooky, scary books. Didn't mean to, but this is, this is how it went. So the first book I found is, it has a really creepy cover, so I, I apologize in advance that so you have to look at this, but it's called Nothing But Blackened Teeth by Cassandra Kaw, and it's oh, horrifying. Oh, that is a horrifying cover. It's pretty wow. horrifying. It's really short, Yikes. though. I, it attracted me because it's a very small horror book. And this one, I just want to read you a bit of the synopsis because this is like why I had to get it. It just sounded so cool. Yeah. Um, a and era mansion stands abandoned, its foundations resting on the bones of a bride and its walls packed with the remains of the girls sacrificed to keep her company. It's the perfect venue for a group of thrill-seeking friends brought back together to celebrate a wedding. A night of food, drinks, and games quickly spirals into a nightmare as secrets get dragged out and relationships are tested. But the house has secrets, too. Lurking in the shadows is the ghost bride with a black smile and a hungry heart. And she gets lonely mm. there in the dirt. Oh, no. And it also says, yeah, it's a creepy haunted house tale steeped in Japanese folklore. So I was like, cool. Japanese folklore, haunted house, wedding? Are you kidding me? That just sounds so great. <laughs> so I picked, sound I really picked that good. one up on a whim, right? It sounds, it sounds perfect, almost. Like it's yeah. just everything I, everything I wanted. And then I also came across a book that I have been wanting to get slash read for a while. I still haven't seen the movie adaptation, which is like a cult classic, but the book is Audition by Ryu Murakami. 
don't know if you've Whoa, heard of this one. I haven't one. heard of No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. And actually, I have a couple of other books by Ryu Murakami. He writes like yeah. really heinous horror books. And I haven't read one yet because I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit scared. Like, I think he might be actually terrifying. Um, right. But this one, I don't even really know what it's about. What is it about? I don't know, man. But it's been made into a movie that is also kind of like, I want to watch it, but I'm a little bit too scared. So I think I might, oh, I think I might okay. read it first. Um, but this, yeah, there's something to do with a filmmaker, which is really cool. So let's just see what it says on the back here. Um, so there's a main character named Aoyama. It says... They're a bit rusty when it comes to dating, and a filmmaker friend proposes that he stage auditions for a movie he never intends to produce in order to cast the perfect woman as his bride. There's some creepiness, some infatuation. Ooh, 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 (laughs) spooky stuff. So I finally picked that guy up. And then I also picked up, and this one's kind of fun because we talked about it a while ago. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but um, Devil House by John Darnielle. Oh, yeah. So this one has, yeah, yeah. we talked about it because I think we said it has a really cool cover and it came out not too long ago. And I was saying that I wanted to read it, but I read another book by John Darnielle a few years ago mm-hmm. and really didn't like it. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I don't know if I'll read it. And you were like, you should read it. Oh, because we always yeah. talk about giving authors second chances because you just never know. And so I decided, know. you know what? Now's the time to get it. I'm already getting kind of like a haul of horror books. And horror it's, hall. it's a horror haul. Yeah. And we're getting into fall. And I've been wanting to read more horror books anyway. So I just thought it sounded really cool. And um, this one, the, the beginning of the synopsis is actually intriguing. It says, uh, Gage Chandler is descended from kings. That's what his mother always told him when he was a child. Years later, he's a true crime writer with one grisly success and a movie adaptation to his name, along with a series of subsequent less notable efforts. And um, mm. so it's about what is going on with him, I guess. I think he stays in this, in a haunted house at one point. Mm, creepy. Creepy, that creepy, creepy. So, I love the name, too. Devil House. house. I know. That's cool. It's very cool. So... I'm very excited about that. And then the last book is not horror, but it's when I went into the used book basement of Wonders, Mm. I was just kind of browsing around, seeing if I could come across anything that I've been kind of, you know, keeping my eyes peeled for. And I ended up finding this book that I, I found one time, I think, when I was trying to find books for book olds. I was just like looking at random stuff. And so I've had this book in the back of my mind ever since as one that I want to get. And um, it is called Fuckface (laughs) and Other Stories. Like, how do I just say it? And I'm like, ah, there's no way around it. Um, But it has such a cool cover. It's got this frog on it. It's by Leah Hampton. And so, yes, it's a short story collection. Nice, short little book. And I... You know, when it comes to short story collections, like there was a reason why I wanted this. I don't remember what the reason was, but mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds like it'll be a good one. Um, so just like the little mini synopsis on the inside says a brassy knockout debut collection of short stories about rurality, illicit sex, heartbreak and honeybee collapse in the endangered and ever changing hills of post coal Appalachia. So all the stories are are about Appalachia, I think. And oh, cool. I think that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I picked that up and it was super cheap. And um, this is kind of like a teaser for whenever we decide to actually do this. But I found a few copies of Albatross while I was at the store as well. So we haven't quite figured out the logistics of the next flight yet. But just so you guys know, they will be happening because I found a few copies. I was so excited. I just happened to glance at the right section and was like, 
That's what you were like? Were you like that as you glanced? Yeah, I just section? howled like a crazy cat. <laughs> I was really excited. I really was. I screamed. So yeah, so that That's was the awesome. la- last little bit of my whole kind of excitement. I bought so many books at that store. <laughs> That's fun, though. It's fun when you find like a, a I was going to say a juicy stack. <laughs> I need to stop using that word so liberally. I know, right? What else can you say, though? Juicy is just perfect. <laughs> so I have a little stack here Ooh. as well. Um, three books. So random. Mm. Oh, I'm just like, this was all, all of these are kind of unexpected. Um, so let's go. Let's go in size order. Do you want to start with the smallest book or the biggest book? Biggest book. Okay. So the biggest book I got is oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be like classic Ariel. It's called Miniature <laughs> Rooms: The Thorn Rooms at the Art Institute of Chicago. Where the heck are you gonna put that book? It is so long. It is so long. <laughs> like it would not you're fit right. comfortably on a bookshelf. Is the length that I mean. It's true. It's almost like a catalog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's why I got this book. I went to New York a couple months ago and I was at the Met and um, we were looking at this Disney exhibition and they had this beautiful miniature room mm. diorama mm-hmm. in the wall. And I was like, this is beautiful. I'm like, I am obs- absolutely obsessed with this. Then months later, I was in Paris at a different museum and they also had a miniature room it was not as nice absolutely not as nice but it was still cool and i was like god i love this and then as people who have seen my channel will know i decided to do that in my house i was like you know what i'm gonna cut a hole in my wall and i'm gonna build a little diorama in there because i think that this is kind of a weird cool project to do so in the video, like at the intro, when I'm explaining why I'm doing this project, I mentioned that I had gone to these museums. And so then, so I filmed the video and I do the project and then I'm editing it. And I'm like, I should include photos of the rooms I'm talking about. Mm. Right. And I know I had taken one photo on my phone, but I was like, there must be good photos online. So I start trying to like do research on where the heck this room is from. I was like, because it wasn't really part of the Disney exhibit. It was like on loan or something. Mm. I just, I'm doing all this weird research. I finally figure out that it's part of this collection, the Thorn Rose. And I go down a rabbit hole. I am, so I didn't know that it was a Thorn Room when I filmed the video, but I found out while editing Mm -hmm. because of this weird little thing. And Raylene, I am so obsessed with this. So I'm like a third of the way in through reading it. So this is one of the books I'm currently reading. Um, So Mrs. James Ward Thorn is the lady who made these rooms. I think there's 60-something of them, 65 of them or something like that. Um, She made 31 that are called the European Rooms. And then there's... uh, Oh, hi, Simon. And then there's, uh, I forget how many, but then there's another like 20 American rooms. They're sort of supposed to be historically accurate, Mm. but the book kind of goes through and is like, this is why none of them are historically (laughs) accurate. Of course. (laughs) Um, But they are so stunningly made. Many of the features are historically accurate, many of them. um, But like, it was also just a lady who was making these things that she found beautiful. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't exactly like... She was like, if this is the perfect chair, this is the chair I'll use yep. in these mini rooms. So 
The introduction was unbelievably cool. I absolutely loved learning about this lady and why she was into miniatures. And it very much justified my bizarre obsession. And uh, yeah, so it's like a weird history book. But now I'm also like, how do I get myself to Chicago? <laughs> you got to see that. They're all there. Yeah, they're all there in the museum. So I've really got to go check that out. Okay, next book in our size order is a novel. I got Briefly a Delicious Life by Nell Stevens. Ooh. Have you heard of this one, Ray? No. Is it about cooking? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The woman on the cover is eating an orange. Mm. Um, okay, so I'll read, you, I'll read the synopsis. In 1838, Frederick Chopin, Georges Sand, and her children traveled to a monastery in Majorca. They are there to create and to convalesce, to live a simple life after the wildness of their Paris days. Mm -hmm. Witness to this tumultuous arrival is Blanca, the ghost of a teenage girl who has been at the monastery for over 300 years. Whoa. So it, this, I know, this is fueling my ghost yes. excitement. Blanca's was a life cut short and she is outraged. Having lived in a world full, according to her mother, of beautiful men, she has found that in death it is the women she falls for, their beauty she cannot turn away from, and it is the women and girls who, over her centuries in the village and at the monastery, she has sought to protect from the attentions of men with what little power she has. Um, so anyway, it goes on from there. It sounds very interesting. It's sort of like a ghost story, but also literary fiction. Yeah, that's um, your vibe. I've heard really good reviews. And um, so I got an email from the publisher from Picador, and they were like, do you, would you want a copy of this? And I was like, yes, yes please. please. That sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, published by Penn Macmillan. So Picador, Penn Macmillan, they're together. Nice. All right. And now for the smallest book I yeah. got. Truly tiny. I got this little <gasps> flip book version of Anne oh of Green goodness. Gables. Isn't it so precious? It's so cute. Oh, it's the it whole book. It is so cute. It is. It's the whole book. I thought book. it was going to be pictures for some reason. I don't know what the pictures would have been, but. <laughs> no. So I've seen these before um, and I was like. I just thought, I don't know. I was just like, you know what? I am going to buy that. So I ordered <laughs> it online. Um, I think it's a remaindered copy because it has a oh, yeah. red dot on the side. And it was really cheap. It was like $7 Amazing. or something. Um, and yeah, it was sent to me. And it's just like, am I going to read this edition? Probably not because it's very, very small. Yeah, but if you ever needed to bring a copy of Anna Green Gables with you in your pocket, that's the one you'd take. This is this is the exact one. It is so beautifully done. Um, so I'm excited to take a photo of that for the Instagram. Yeah, it's so it's just cute. so pretty. And to add it to the Anne of Green Gables section, the, the Lucy Maud Montgomery section. Mm -hmm. So isn't that funny? Look, from big to medium to tiny <laughs> book. I wasn't expecting your small book to be quite that small. I thought it was just going to be skinny. No, it's tiny. <laughs> um... Okay, so reading-wise, is there anything that you've finished that you want to talk about or anything you're currently reading that you want to make? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we could first start out by talking about a book that we read together. 
Yeah. The one I'm holding. Exactly that one. <laughs> it's called Himawari House by Harmony Becker. It's a graphic novel that Ariel and I, if you guys might remember, we bought it. Both of us bought it during our In the Field episode when we went to Indigo yes. together. We ended up buying this because this is a graphic novel that I've been wanting to get. And so we went to the graphic novel section and they just so happened to have two. And I was like, this is Amazing. perfect. Let's buy it. Let's read it together. And so we did. It was so lovely. It's so good. Like, I absolutely loved this. This is now one of my favorite graphic novels. Um, it's about three young girls who are like, you know, maybe like 19 or 20. Like they're quite young and mm -hmm. they're all from different countries and they're all studying abroad in Tokyo. And so yes. it's a fun story because the main character is half Japanese, but she has been living, like she grew up in America. So this is kind of like her right. going back to where she originally felt at home, which was Japan. And, but now she right. doesn't feel at home in Japan anymore because she's been away from so long for so long and her Japanese isn't that strong at the beginning. And um, yeah. she ends up rooming with these two other girls and a couple of guys as well. And it's, it was so like heartwarming and interesting because all of them speak different languages. And so they're all coming at mm -hmm. like communication from a different angle. And so that was a really cute aspect of it. But the, it was also really funny. Like it was it hilarious. Was really the funny. the way that um, Harmony Becker did some of the drawings, like just the physical humor, was so good, and um, we laughed many times while reading this book. <laughs> yeah, it was a really lovely like reading experience. We mainly read it at um, a cafe mm -hmm. in your town, which was really fun to just kind of sit there and sip coffee. And one thing Raylene and I have realized is that we basically read graphic novels at the same pace. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll laugh out loud and then she'll laugh out loud or she'll p flip her page and then I'll flip my page. Yeah. Like we're like able to read it at pretty much the same pace. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's really fun to just sit there and read it together, um, but not be reading it out loud. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, I really loved it. I kind of only bought it because you were excited mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, when you mentioned the synopsis a couple episodes ago, I was like, yeah, that does sound really good. Um and boy, oh boy, did it like make us both want to go to Japan. Yeah. We were just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Let's yeah. get over there. It's a better place for um, us. <laughs> it was a really, really cool story. And I think I really liked, like you said, I liked that the three characters were really well developed. Yeah, all three of them. Like it wasn't just the main character, even though that's like no. how she's kind of presented. But it's like all three of them, you got to know their backstory and how they came to be where they are now. And yeah. it really like form shows shows who they are as people and then how they interact and become friends and they all connect and stuff and it's just like oh it was beautiful it was yeah. a lovely story yeah it was it was really lovely so definitely we recommend that one mm -hmm. House. did you um finish anything else um i mean i also finished every summer after by carly fortune i finished that oh, yeah. I, uh, before i left yeah i like blasted okay. through the last little bit before we were leaving for our trip because i just wanted to kind of be have an open slate um yeah and i don't know if it was just because of how busy i was or if i just wasn't really in the mood for it but i didn't love it like i i mm. liked it enough um like i was saying before when i was like in the middle of it it's very reminiscent of like morgan matson and other summary yeah. ya books so it it's nice for that i felt like i don't know the the like drama that was kind of happening felt 
I don't know. It just didn't feel like, oh, wow, this is exciting. It was kind of like, oh, why, why is this happening? Like it kind of felt disappointing a little bit. But lots of other people are loving this book. So it's obviously just, just a me thing. And also, like I said, it was, could have just been because I was so busy. I wasn't reading it as fast as I probably should have been for a book of yeah. this nature. It was stretched out over weeks. <laughs> so it wasn't a new favorite, unfortunately, but it was like good enough that I would recommend it. And the swimming swimming aspect was really powerful so if you're wanting to oh, read okay. something that's really about swimming like there's a lot of swimming in this book um, well that's interesting yeah so that's kind of all i have finished um have you finished anything no hmm. <laughs> okay so tell us about what you're reading ariel um okay so i'm in the midst of miniature rooms mm-hmm. i love that you're actually reading that that's so awesome it's just so niche i'm like <laughs> It's kind of hilarious because as I'm reading it, I'm having a great time, but I'm also like, obviously because it's my job, I'm partly like, how the hell am I going to talk about this on the podcast? <laughs> um, like, okay, let's, so so the, the way the book is structured is that there's a pretty thorough introduction that discusses the the, the woman who made these rooms, how she made them. Mm-hmm. She did, she by no means made them on her own. Like she mainly hired out the work and she worked with architects and design oh, yeah. like all of these craftspeople, but she like orchestrated the whole thing um so there's this really great introduction and then it literally just has two photographs of each room and the, like a, a museum person an archivist is going through mm-hmm. and like explaining the different details and the different interesting things so like here's the beginning of room seven of the european rooms room seven english drawing room of the early georgian period 1730s this interior was inspired in part by a room that had been removed from a london residence number 26 hatton gardens and installed in the victorian albert museum london although the original was done entirely by james gibbs mrs thorne also incorporated elements from the work of william kent especially in the mental oh (laughs) and i'm like whoa and then i i like hold the book up close to my face to really take in that william kent mantle and i'm like oh yeah no totally um so (laughs) i'm loving it i'm having a really fun time with it and i'm also feeling like i might be shifting into i don't want to curse myself here but maybe i'm moving into an era of reading nonfiction. Ooh, i love that because as I'm reading this, I'm like really enjoying it, the, the sense of feeling like I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the like literal like learning facts, learning history. So obviously you learn stuff when you read fiction. Yeah. But um, I'm really, I'm having a good time with it. And I'm sort of like, oh, I could read that next. I could read that next. Do it. Follow um, that feeling. Yeah. Follow the feeling. Um, and I also started and got a bit of the way through, but just wasn't able to finish it. Um, I got, well, yeah, I'm like halfway through actually inhabiting the negative space by Jenny O'Dell, which is this commencement speech that I bought when I was with Mm -hmm. you in Vancouver. Um, so I'm enjoying it so far. It's, I'm, I'm excited to review it because it's definitely, it's doing this thing sorry i laughed just because i'm like how do i politely say that it's so academic yeah <laughs> like it's just like i'm reading it and, I, and like this archaic part of my brain from my like masters is like it's rusting awakening. off and i'm like oh yeah 
we have to talk about liminal spaces again. <laughs> it's like, oh, here we go. Um, so that by no means, it's that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's just, that it's written yeah. for a very specific audience in a very specific mode. Um, but I'm enjoying it. And I'm kind of like now extra wishing that Jenny O'Dell will publish another book. Mm-hmm. I'm also realizing I didn't know much about Jenny O'Dell. Like, she, oh, I didn't realize that she was a professor. Oh, wow. Cool. I did not know that. Yeah, it is cool. So I'm reading some really random stuff, Ray. Yeah. My reading I is can... a little strange. Maybe not strange, but I just started a, you... a new book today. But I'll talk about first what I started this book last week. Um, oh yeah well like I guess the week before last now when I was yeah. the, the week of my new job before the wedding and so of course I, I didn't read very much because I was so busy and sick um, but I started reading <laughs> Life Ceremony by yeah. Sayaka Murata which was so exciting. so exciting I read the first I think three or four stories and so far I'm like loving all of the stories so oh, wow. so okay. far it's really it's really doing what I want it to do as a short story collection which is just blast me away with every single story so just as an example the first story was really like kind of creepy but not too creepy um but it's about people like it's like a world where people reuse human anatomy for like furniture and jewelry and stuff and so rather than being cremated people can donate their bodies and then like their teeth will be turned into earrings and stuff like that and so the main character as well as many other people around her are like really into that. And it's a cool thing that people do, but her husband okay. hates it. And he, so, so she has this sweater that's made out of human hair, which is really fashionable and cool, but he's like, that's disgusting. You need to get rid of that. And it's like, they're about yeah. to get married. And so it's kind of, or maybe they already are married. Sorry. And then it's like this whole kind of like tension between them where it's like, we just have such different ways of looking at, at life and death yeah. and everything. So that's the first story. Like that's just kind of how it starts out. And a lot, all the stories so far, kind of in that same zone where it's like this is weird but it makes you think and it's kind of creepy but it's not like outright right. disgusting you know like Sayaka Murata can definitely go there so we'll see if she does but right. so far I'm really really loving it so I was reading that but I haven't read it in like a week so I kind of felt like I wanted to just like read something new really quick just before I jump back into that um so instead of picking something new I've actually picked a reread I don't know I just got this random urge this morning yeah so I think what's kind of happening to me now is because I haven't been reading that much I like have so many new books to read it almost like overwhelmed me a little bit where I was like you know what I think I need to do I think I just need to reset with a reread and kind of just like let myself be free let's let go of some of that pressure to like always be reading something new always be taking in new information and so i've decided to read an old favorite and that is the outsiders by se hinton oh very cool isn't pick. that random very cool but pick. i this book to me is just like coming home like this book is so easy to read i love the character so much it's short like it's it hits all the boxes and so i actually just started reading it this morning before we started recording and i feel so good reading this book like it feels so much Mm. better than if i had picked a new book to read i think like this just makes me feel grounded again and i feel i just feel happy and peaceful and nice That's so cool so yeah it seems kind of crazy but I i'm like that. i'll f- probably finish it today like i'm gonna after we're done recording i'm gonna do some running around and then i just want to read the outsiders and then oh, i'll feel good to like start reading some horror books <laughs> which is like what i'm yeah, also in the yeah. mood for so 
yeah, kind of came out of left field, but I just really felt like reading it again. I love that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously you and me are both like, we're so pro rereading, but we act, we don't actually do that's it That's the other thing. Often. I realized it's been a while. So I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I'll just yeah. do it. That's awesome. I feel like both you and I, right in this moment, have finished something <laughs> and we're finally gonna be calm for a while yeah i love that so like us. obviously for you it was the the wedding mm -hmm. and finally that's all done you were transitioning jobs mm -hmm. you were like there was like all of this tumult yes and now though you're on the other side of it and you're like starting tomorrow life is back to normal mm -hmm. and it just is getting back to like churning along yeah um, and I feel the exact same because visiting you for that week yeah. was kind of this last big trip I had planned. Um, and I, I actually had this like sort of opportunity to go to the UK in September. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I actually said no to it, which is so crazy Whoa. for me because any opportunity I can go to England, I'm like, get me over there. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I need to sit still for a while because yeah. I feel like I haven't well it's not even I feel I just haven't been home for longer than like four weeks that's crazy all year yeah and I'm like I just want to not do anything for a few 100%. months and like catch up on stuff and read and so I'm really excited about us reading over the coming months like for mm -hmm. the rest of summer and pushing into fall I feel like we're gonna read some cool stuff I think so too um which yeah, actually, which speaking really of exciting. which, I have a TBR challenge. <gasps> Play the song! For me, but also for you. Me? Oh, <laughs> I think I know what it's what it is. Yeah, so before we before I left for the wedding and everything, I texted you about this. Um, so there is this girl on Instagram that I follow. Her name is Sarah. Her handle is Voided Lux. And in the month of August, she's hosting this like Otessa Moshfeg readathon where everybody's trying to just like read all of her books or just the ones that you haven't read yet. And so I was like, Ariel, do you think we could maybe read Death in Her Hands when I get back? And you said yes. So I'm say not yes. saying that we don't, we have to do it by next week, but by the end of August, I would like for us to yes. have read Death in Her, for us to have read Death in Her Hands. So totally I'm thinking I may start it soon, you know, maybe after I'm done my short story collection here. Um, I'm starting to feel the pull of Otessa. So that's just something <laughs> I wanted Otessa to put, pull. I wanted to just put it out into the universe so the people will know it's what's happening. We're reading so it. So <laughs> we're going to be recording on the 29th. We should have it finished for then. Absolutely. I love that. That sounds like our plan. We've got two like weeks. Our goal should be to have two weeks to read this baby. Okay. And then we can share our thoughts with everyone. Absolutely. That's 29th. fun. It could be kind of a loose buddy read where we don't have to like read the same pages every day or whatever because that never works. Yeah. Well, it has worked. It, it works kind of. It has worked. <laughs> but it's it too much pressure. Work. I don't like reading like that, to be honest. I'd rather be free to read at our own paces. Yeah. So weeks. how about we don't ever mention it again to okay. each other I love or that. to the podcast until August 29th. Okay. I'll write and that then down. And come prepared <laughs> with thoughts and feelings. Okay. I think that's a great idea. Trials, tribulations, wins and losses. <laughs> Death in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a movie trailer. I love it. Um, That's beautiful. I'm glad that you remembered that. Well, I was going to do some book news, but this episode's already pretty long. So let's save it for next Hell time. Hell yeah. We'll have big book news next um, week. We'll have some big book news. 
Next week's episode actually won't have any book news because next week's episode is going to be <gasps> super fun. We just recorded yes. it. A guest episode with Colleen Fiddler. She was such a delight. And um, she's the illustrator of the third round of bookmarks mm -hmm. for the Bookmark Club. So you you will really enjoy that episode definitely give it a listen she reads a lot of horror mm -hmm. and it was so fun to talk to her about it because she had such great recommendations yeah. and insight into that genre um so yeah that'll be next week's episode which will be super fun and then after that we'll come back together <laughs> and we'll see what the hell happened uh for yeah for what was the name of the actual readathon oh yeah the the name is quite hilarious sarah came up with this so it's og tessa Moshvagist. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I think that's it's why, hilarious. That's why I made you say it. Yeah. I was like, what's that called again? Raylene? I think it's genius. I, I give big applause to Sarah yeah, for coming up with good. that crazy it's, name. It's good in the same way books on Bucket and Movie Tone. Exactly. Where it's bad. cringy and it doesn't roll off the tongue at all, but yeah, it's pretty it's great. Good. Yeah. It's very good. Amazing. Well, we are now off to record our Patreon mini podcast, uh, Movie Tub, as I mentioned, <laughs> yep. uh, where we're going to talk about some movies or shows that we've been watching. So that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.